This episode of Spawned is sponsored by Audible.com. This summer, Audible is partnering with James Patterson to create a program that encourages reluctant young readers to find their way to books through audiobooks. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audible.com Patterson. The following podcast contains explicit language. Hello and welcome to Spawned, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. It's like sitting around the kitchen table with two friends talking about all the things you can't say when the kids are in the room. (laughs) Or sometimes we say them anyway. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner and we're the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawned, we'll be talking about sending our girls to sleepaway camp. Oh, happy and sad. And then we're going to talk about a reader email, actually a bunch of reader emails, about parenting. Yes, it does get better. Yep, we're going to be sharing our tips for surviving those difficult, we admit it, newborn years. And finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. But first, if you have questions, comments, if you want to tell us that you're glad we make you feel like it gets better. (laughs) We want to hear from you. You can always reach out to us at spawned at coolmompics, that's P-I-C-K-S, dot com, or you can tweet us at coolmompics with the hashtag spawnedshow. Or visit our Facebook page, and we'll be happy to chat back. All right, so First first topic is that we... Liz said oh, both her girls I'm and my cry. my oldest daughter. I know we haven't seen them in like it's almost a week now. I know we sent them away to sleepaway camp for Together. three weeks though. So my kids last year went for my youngest one for a week and my oldest went for two weeks. And last year they were seven and nine. And this year they're a year older. Yours is eleven. And still a lot of people say to us, "I can't believe you let your kids go away for three weeks." I cannot tell you how many people come up to me and they're like, "You're letting her go." for three weeks? I know. Well, I know. Kids grow up. That's the crazy (laughs) newsflash. You heard it here first. Kids grow up and don't want to be with you all the time. Well, and I admit like three weeks. I mean, she's never been away from me that long since she was like, on the earth. Like, that is the serious, <laughs> well, longest here, time last ever. Last year, I was nervous about sending my youngest. And I dropped her off. And the hard thing is you can't call the kids. This yep. is like old-fashioned, no Nothing. email, no phone, no iPods, what? no like, text messages <laughs> to the parents. So I didn't hear from her for a whole week besides the one cute, like, scribbled letter <laughs> that they force you to write. It's like, Mom, camp is awesome. Bye. <laughs> you didn't have like a fill in the blank, like like a checkbox, like you used to pass notes, like yes, no, maybe. And you wrote the I whole thing. I thought about sending her that this year so I would get more than like camp is awesome. Bye. Like, thanks for mortgaging the house to send me to camp. But so what have you been saying to people? Because I ha- I know what my response is when everyone's like, I yeah. can't believe you're doing well, that. Well, first of all, I I mean, you have to know your own kid. Not every kid. I mean, I know, like, adults who wouldn't want to be away from their families for <laughs> My son, my eight-year-old son, no way in hell but he would ever go to sleepaway this camp. Is, this is when I was convinced. When I came after one week to pick up my daughter last year at the camp, and I ran to her. Oh, God, <laughs> I miss her so much. And I picked her up. And she was sobbing hysterically. <laughs> I'm not laughing. Ho- I'm sorry. I'm I, laughing. It was awful. <laughs> and I'm saying, it's okay, sweetie. I'm so sorry. I'm here. I'm here. Aww. I'm here. And she goes, I 
I'm not crying because I missed you. I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic. I know. She made me ask the counselors if she could stay an extra week with her sister. And I'm like behind their backs nodding, no, no, no. I'm yeah, like, right? hey, like, <laughs> would it be okay? And I'm like, no, no, Whipping no. Whipping no, out your like, checkbook to exactly. write over. She did not want to leave. And so literally the day she got home from camp, she said, how many days until camp starts You're like, next uh, year? Also, this is so funny. So my daughter made me go on like Spotify and find taps to put her to sleep every night. <laughs> I had to like like play dun dun dun. And right, I like I, play I it on it. my phone every night for her to go to sleep. And in the morning she wanted to be woken up to Reveille. <laughs> <laughs> what I say to parents is first of all, it may not be for every kid, but the change in my kids was remarkable when they came Yeah, you home. said they were making their beds like what? With- <laughs> without being asked, they were like, look how proud we are. They were like proud that they were trying new foods and they were so mature and they were like doing things by themselves and they were brushing their teeth for the first time ever without being asked. And, you know, my youngest had to learn how to get shampoo out of her hair by herself. Yeah. And, and that's I think the it's stuff great. you worry about as a parent. And I'm like, what? what's the worst thing that happens? She has shampoo in her hair. Right. She'll no, yeah, that's an interesting perspective because I think we get so worried. We're like, you must brush your teeth and you must hit every oh, tooth. Oh, those counselors are going to make you brush your teeth probably yeah. more than I will. And it's great. <laughs> it's so nice to have someone else do it. You know, some parents are panicking about like, what if my kids miss me and what do I do oh, if they're homesick? Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I know. You know what my panic was this year? What's like, your panic? Which Navy shorts to pack? Like you had to pack two pairs of Navy shorts for the camp uniform. I'm like, <laughs> that's your panic? Yeah, like did jeans count as navy shorts can they be denim do they have to be like dress shorts can i just use those gym shorts like (laughs) the (laughs) amount of like energy in my brain that went to like picking out the right pair of navy shorts yeah it's bad it's (laughs) funny i think we always find something to panic about as parents whether it's is my child going to fall out of the bunk bed meanwhile quinlan Uh i don't know if you knew this but she looked at me when she took the top bunk at camp and she said well i'm probably just gonna fall out of bed at least once (laughs) And I'm like, uh, no. You know, because Sage <laughs> no. was so little last year. She actually had a, a friend going with her to camp this year who said she was a little nervous. And what if she couldn't do some things by herself? And Sage says, that's okay. Last year, I couldn't get in and out of my bunk bed every day. The counselor had to help me do it. <laughs> oh, God. I had no idea. <laughs> that poor counselor. But so I know- how did you feel about okay, sending so, your daughter? You know, for me, it's definitely about knowing your kids and she is one who like loves to go to sleepovers she's a traveler she loves to go away but also she's the oldest of four kids yeah and she's always a caretaker in a way I really try hard not to make often look out for their siblings they do I think it's an automatic thing for her like I think it's just something we take on like I'm an oldest child and I feel responsible for my brother and I wanted to give her a break You know, I wanted her to be able to be kind of like an only child. And also, I feel like she gets a chance to just be a kid. And also for her, I feel like it's really important, and I think you agree with me on this one, to meet other people outside your little town. Now, granted, you live in New York City. I live in a small town. I know. Everything's two degrees of Liz. (laughs) It is two degrees of Liz. But you know what? My kids need to be around other people with different experiences, different cultures, different religions, and they don't really get that. I just think it's a great way to meet lifelong friends because I know, especially for my oldest, she hasn't necessarily found her tribe, as I call it, Mm -hmm. where she is, and I want 
want to be able to, as a parent, give her the opportunity to meet those people. Because who knows? Maybe you meet your bosom friend yeah, at I still summer have, camp. I still have friends from the summer camps I went to. I just like the idea of giving our kids more opportunities to expand their circles, their experiences, and to grow up. And I think it's really hard as a parent to let go. I know, like... Parents of 10-year-olds who say they've never had their kids away from them for one night. It's tough to let go, but you deserve a little bit of freedom, too. So I like that. Yeah. We want to hear from you guys, though. Would you send your kids to sleepaway camp? Yeah. What do you think is a good age? Yeah. I would love to know that, actually. When do you decide to send your kids away, and where would you send them? Would you send them, like, on a plane somewhere? Does it need to be By themselves by? to trek through <laughs> Nepal? Yeah, right? <laughs> you can email us, spawned at coolmompics.com. You can tweet us at coolmompics and use the hashtag spawn show. Or, you know, people get super chatty over on our Facebook. Facebook page, so you can visit us there. It's just Cool Mom Picks, P I C K S. So next up, we're going to talk about the challenges of newborn parenting, and reassure you that it does get better. But first, a word from our sponsor. This episode of Spawn is sponsored by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. That's a lot of audiobooks and spoken word products. Yeah, that's amazing. And as a special offer, listeners of Spawn can get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audiblepodcast.com slash Patterson. In fact, this summer... Audible is partnering with Patterson to create a program just to encourage reluctant young readers to find their way to books through audiobooks that promote the concept of family listening, which is really smart. So they recommend titles. They suggest genres that parents and kids can listen to together. They offer reading guides from families on Patterson's featured series. And they even have an Instagram campaign to help kids and families see where listening can take them. You know, I love audiobooks when we are in the car, when we're just sitting around the house. It feels like you're actually reading a book, like I have accomplished something. I feel smart today. Yes, but I'm listening to it. What a great thing. So if you want to listen to it, Audible has it. With more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, you will find what you're looking for. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash Patterson. Okay, back to the show. So we've been getting awesome, awesome emails, so keep them coming. They've been really fantastic and funny and smart and And they helpful. help us decide what to talk about, like today. Yeah. So a reader named Katie wrote to us, and she's one of quite a few people, actually, that have written us with the same topic, where she said her daughter's about to turn one, she's teething, she's learning to walk, she thought it would be a good time to quit the kid's morning nap, cold turkey, to get ready to move up to the toddler room at daycare, and, like, basically she had the worst day of her life. Right, and then there was something about a cat, and it was, like... Eating chips, and, and it was, anyway, things happening. She and... just said that our stories basically are, hopefully, are, like, our failures, essentially, right? <laughs> our trauma. Our failures can be your triumph. Yeah. Well, basically, we tend to make people believe that it gets better. And I have to agree. I do believe now that my children, my youngest is four, my oldest is 11, I believe that it does get better. Parenting, when you first start out, I always say it's like moving to a new country, getting a new job and learning a new language all at once. Like, yeah, who you does that easily? No, no one. No. Like, how many years in college do you get to prepare for your career? You, ha- you have, like, nine months to prepare for a baby, and most of the time you're in denial anyway. <laughs> you're like, why I'm is like, my I'll belly growing? I'll eating chocolate chip pancakes <laughs> and pretending I'm not growing a person inside me. <laughs> so, so true. So, yeah, I, I think it's really good to reassure 
parents of newborns that, yes, things are tough. You're not alone. You're not a failure if you feel like things are difficult. And every day you're like, oh, my God, this day felt like eight years. Oh, well, like my whole big thing. I mean, we've had I have had so many failures. Like at this point, it's like (laughs) it's like per kid. I can remember them. But my oldest, the one night that I decided not to rock my oldest to sleep. And uh-huh. I should say by rock, I mean dance and sway and sing. Like Yeah, the two-hour routine. <laughs> exactly. I just put her in her crib and I walked out. Mm-hmm. She climbed out of the crib and jumped and broke her leg. <gasps> I remember. You wrote about And then about two this. months later, I was spinning her on the desk chair, like the office chair, and she broke her clavicle. I remember. You awesome. were absolutely <laughs> horrified. And that's pretty awful. That's, you know. Let's just say, Katie, I ate more than half a bag of Doritos. <laughs> what about you, Liz? Come um, on. Yeah. I, well, we didn't have any broken bones. I did have, like, the baby roll off the bed, like, the second night we brought her home. Oh, God. Where I'm calling everyone. the t- pediatrician hysterically at 2 in the morning. And I know the pediatrician is like, uh, new parents. My pediatricians hated new parents. And they're like, I think awful they all do. Questions. They all do. They're like, she's fine. I took my daughter to the ER for a fever oh. at Christmas, no less. She was 18 months old and she had never had a fever. And the doctor was like, did you give her Motrin? And I was like, no. And I gave them like this weird, like, why would I do that? And then I was, I took a beat oh, and I was like, oh my God, I just brought my 18 month old to the ER for a fever. I am that mother. Well, I think that's, <laughs> I think we're all that mother. And that's why the pediatricians get annoyed because they hear the story 400 times a day. So if you're the kind of mother who calls your pediatrician every time some like little thing happens, <laughs> so are we. So were we. But you know what, Liz? And you've, you've read them. I've read them. There are so many blogs out there that yeah. Say that it doesn't get easier. I don't like that. I will be honest. I I get uncomfortable. I know that sometimes, look, when you're having a toddler, that can be brutal. And I think toddler parents need to commiserate about how difficult it is in the toddler years. Toddlers are And so they make jokes saying, like, it doesn't get better. Look how bad things are now. And that, yeah. Look how easy you have it. I mean, my whole thing is, like, especially parents of teenagers. Yeah. Get all, like, hootie-tootie about, like, whoa, it's easier to put them in a crib when they're crying. Than to talk about syphilis. Yeah. I think there's, like, anything better than that. So basically, we agree that every stage of parenting is difficult and has its own challenges. But I think that having a newborn really presents a unique set of challenges, not just because the stuff you're dealing with is hard, but you are ill-equipped to handle it at the time. Yes. You are totally sleep-deprived. Yes. And then you read articles about how sleep deprivation is, like, killing your brain cells and hurting you and making you a worse parent. So now you're feeling guilty about being sleep-deprived. We we do put all the links from our show on our Cool Mom Pick com podcast page. However, we might not want to do <laughs> the link that tells you the scary things that people have done. Oh my gosh, with sleep crazy. deprivation. Yeah, they're like these these awful. I shouldn't even talk about it. They're like these <laughs> terrible surveys. Like I remember saying, like sleep deprivation prevents weight loss, and I was like, great. So now I'm like huge postpartum, can't sleep, and you're making me feel bad about it. Like, what am I gonna do? Like bonk my baby over the head every time I need to get more sleep? Right, because I want to like actually fit in my jeans. Sometime. I actually. I used to write about how we were reluctant (laughs) co-sleepers. That I I wasn't like, I didn't set out to be a co-sleeper. And then I started calling it co-not sleeping. Yeah, because you think in your head, you're like, if I just leave the baby here, and for me, like, l- like literally just sleeping on your boob, whip the boob out, yeah. and like, please just go to sleep, whatever. I don't care what's going on. But then they kick you and they roll around and they bite you. It's just it doesn't happen. You know how like you think that 
co-sleeping is like you, if you have a partner, they're next to you and the baby's like right in the middle it vertically. It's so sweet. It's not. It looks like an H <laughs> where like one person gets the feet in their face. <laughs> the other well, one you gets know, the, the guys from How to Be a Dad did that book. Oh, yeah. Remember? And that like it, it was so funny because it was all the different sleeping positions that parents with a baby are in. And it's That's so, so, funny. so okay, true. Okay, we'll definitely link We'll that. link that for sure. But you know what? Another big thing about parenting newborns that makes it so hard is that you, your body's not back to normal. And honestly, I will say it. I felt gross. Like, I just felt like you're leaking. Yeah, and I agree. You, ugh, like, you're I came pain. off of nine months where I really, I was on partial bed rest. Oh. So I just felt like an incubator. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like a person. And you're and it's really hard to be, like, a appropriately selfish, you know, single person. And suddenly everything you do about your body and about your life is for the baby. And that I think that's, like, a hard emotional transition. And then you all of a sudden don't feel like yourself physically. There's, like, all the crazy hormone stuff. You may be dealing with issues with your partner because you're figuring out how to raise a person together. And, you know, and then on top of it, you're not sleeping. The baby is making you crazy. It's like and the perfect things are not storm. Going well. And then you feel judged for everything you do. So you're breastfeeding too long or not enough or you're not pureeing your own food. Or like, <laughs> There's always like something out there that's going to like make some crazy person on the Internet hate you. Yeah. No, it's true. <laughs> and I think for me, at least, that like every single day felt like a month. It was like, Ken, I don't even think I'm going to make it through this day. So I don't think right now we're helping parents. No, no, are, but I mean. I, except I, to remind them that like, you know, we've all been through it and you will totally get through it. And and it's OK to acknowledge that things are bad and hard. And there are some days that you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. And I remember reading once, like, if I took a shower today, it's a good day. <laughs> like, that's good. Like, it's the Your baby's things. alive. You are mostly alive. <laughs> it's and I will, okay. Yeah. It's and I will okay. also say, like, if you feel like a crappy parent, you're not. Because true crappy parents are Don't, the ones who are not right. thinking about whether they're crappy parents <laughs> they're or not. They're not analyzing They're the ones who are like, here, three-month-old, have some Gatorade in the bottle. <laughs> yes, just be quiet. Well, you know what? I think it's good for us to give people an out because there are so many non-parents out there or, you know, people that might have had mm-hmm. a really easy baby. And they look at you with this newborn and they're like, guys, it's like a blob. How hard can it be? Right. And I feel like sometimes it's really nice to have a broken down list of why it's so hard. You know, one thing that, you know, I don't know about you, Liz, but I had PPD, postpartum depression, yeah. and I didn't really know it because mine manifested as anxiety. And so oh. I was like, you know, I'm a little, like, I'm, I cry a little bit and I'm a little stressed out. But then I would be like really afraid to go out of the house or I had like a lot of fear about what would happen to wow. her or if and I got in a I'm car sure accident. that like breaking her clavicle did not help. No. Oh my gosh. It was so bad. And also the thing with, with PPD is a lot of times it can manifest later on. So it's not mm-hmm. like the first three weeks, which is when every doctor is like, if you in these first four weeks feel as though you want to hurt yourself or others, that's just not how it manifests. And yeah. so, you know, I, I didn't know about Catherine Stone's postpartum progress website back then. And if I wish I even had. Thinking about anything sad, anxious, if you're having difficulty that seems beyond. Yeah. What's normal? Like, please go to this website, postpartumprogress.org. It's fantastic. It's such a good, supportive, amazing community of smart women who are going through it, have gone through it, are helping each other through it. I really, I think they've done amazing things there. They really have. Because before, you had to go to your doctor and talk about it. And it's a very easy to sort of brush aside, like, you know, I cry every night or whatever it is, or I have anxiety. Oh, yeah. They're like, it's just hormones. You're You'll fine. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. And so that was a big thing for me. And 
look, I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. I could not take all the images of all the perfect moms, <gasps> like with the, the models. genetically gifted. Yes, that was really overwhelming for me because I've been a thin person most of my life, and I don't know why I thought I was going to fit into my jeans like the day after I had the baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was hard, and breastfeeding did not help me lose the weight. I remember. I no, me what? either. They're like it'll slide right off, and I'm, I'm like the only thing sliding <laughs> are my boobs, which are getting lower. <laughs> there is no sliding of weight anywhere. No, off that my not body. for me. Or I. I had the same thing where friends would say, oh, I just lost the weight because I'm running around after two toddlers. And I'm like, I'm running around. I'm not losing weight. Like, I always thought, well, <laughs> I'm what am I doing wrong? I'm running after four children. And yet it seems to be packing on and not falling off. We can make lots of suggestions on Cool Mom Picks <laughs> as to excellent clothing that helps hide the postpartum gut. And by the way, baby slings, yes. baby wearing... That's an awesome side benefit is like, I love that. You don't have I love to suck that's in. your reason. I love that is your reason for baby wearing because everyone's like, it's so wonderful to bond with your child. And you're like, it Dude, covers up the gut. It covers my gut. <laughs> I got it. All say. right. So what can we tell parents out there that are listening that are in these awful like I think it's newborn to me is like the first year. So yeah. what are some tips like what did you how did you survive? Well, we actually did a, a post on Cool Mom Picks, the best parenting advice for new parents where we asked all of our Facebook readers and we yes. kind of put together the they best. Had some really great advice. Really good we stuff. can't take credit for all of these. No. So one of them, this is my biggest thing, ask for help and accept help when offered. Yeah. And this is no joke because like we as a society, I think Americans in general are yeah. so much about like, we did it ourselves. We are independent. And like, we sent no. our kids to day camp. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It takes a village. And that yeah. means like if someone comes over and offers to hold your baby, even if it's for half an hour, take them up on it. If they want to make you a meal, if they yes. want to clean. But one thing, Liz, that I learned is like, don't let people tell you what they want to do. Tell them what you need them to do. Yeah, so if they come over good. and they're like, what do you need? Be like, you know I what? really need someone Props to do the dishes. to my sister-in-law. Oh, yeah? She, we had kids at the exact same time. My lucky parents got four granddaughters <laughs> in the span of two years. Oh, my gosh. And so um, she was great at saying, you, come here this weekend. You, do this for me. You, I need this for Christmas. Like, she's awesome at managing that. Yeah. And people want to help. And you know what? Even if you think you sound demanding, you have all the hormones to blame people. And you know what? Don't blame if the you've hormones. got parents that want to help. I know sometimes that can present its own set of challenges. But as you always say, like they raised you. Yes. <laughs> so, like yeah. there may be a little like generational gap. They might be like right, a little maybe whiskey keep, will yeah. take care of the teething. <laughs> exactly. Or, exactly. Like, but they kept you alive. You were here to yeah. procreate. So like. It's okay, like, if they don't actually swaddle the baby correctly. You just kind of have to let that stuff go because yeah. your sanity is so important. I agree. It's really and important. And by the way, getting help is not just about, like, day-to-day, you know, having a baby nurse or having grandparents around. I think a lot of that is finding your village. And that's one of the things I think personal blogs are fantastic Yeah, for. that's how Liz and I that's met, actually, met. is through our personal blogs. You were writing Motherhood Uncensored, and yeah. I was writing Mom 101, and we were both, like... joking laughing so we wouldn't cry about all the things going on with our new babies and um i think if you can find awesome personal blogs like stroller traffic has a really good list of like 10 must read blog posts for new parents that stuff's really good it just helps to know that you're not alone and maybe if you can't find your tribe at home maybe you can find it virtually on the internet and they become real life friends that's exactly what happened to me and podcasting co-hosts i felt very lonely when i lived in mississippi and for me it was so awesome to be able to connect with people that had the same values and the same beliefs and 
mostly the same choices, which is another tip we have. Yeah. Which is don't let anyone make you feel guilty about your choices. And you will feel guilty anyway. You will feel guilty. Because you can't help it. But don't, you know. Like, if you're a work-at-home yes. parent, if you're a stay-at-home parent. It's going to happen. Like like we said, I, I think I wrote this <laughs> post once about, like, the first day I went, I dropped my kids off at kindergarten. And it was, like, all the things that I did not think that, like, weren't in my mind. Like, I didn't say, oh, no, those baby Einstein videos really did a lot of harm. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't like, oh, if only we pureed more of her baby food ourselves, she'd be further along with the alphabet. (laughs) Or, like, oh, God, that one time we played in the park and ate ice cream without hand sanitizer? That was terrible. Like, you're <laughs> not all great. that stuff that you beat yourself up for. Yep. Like, it's not going to matter. My mom always says, will this matter in five years? So maybe dropping the baby on her head, maybe that will matter. <laughs> but maybe it will just be a good story. Well, I tell people to lie. I mean, that's how I <laughs> that's, that's how I dealt with the choices. Because what do you it, lie about? I, li- I lied about the sleep question because my oldest if your child did sleeps. not sleep. And everyone, it's like, I don't know what it is. It's like people have nothing else to talk to you about. Like, they see you have a baby uh-huh. and they're like she must not be interested in the news she must not care about politics so let's ask her about her baby's sleep which is oh, the worst God. question ever because yeah. it's the one thing we all feel like crap about and so you know what when someone asked me oh so does your baby sleep through the night and i'd be like yes and i oh, would that's totally so lie because guess what it cuts off the conversation and then, and then you're then- at a cocktail party and they have nothing to talk to you about because yep. they're like well you're a new mom Yep. I'm going to go talk to that person over there. So another tip, along with lying, is the 10 to 1 rule or like whatever. The oh, this seven is to really one good. Yeah. Yeah. And so really, it's just that your kids won't remember the bad stuff. So if yeah. like, the majority of their experience is good and you had a bad day, it's like one bad thing versus 10 really awesome things that you've done. So keep yeah. the perspective. I remember um, having to travel for work a lot when my daughter was nine months, 10 months. I remember and that. her first tooth was coming in when I was out of town and I was devastated I just wrote this like I think the post was called going dental <laughs> like I was so <laughs> upset that she was finally getting her tooth in and I was not there for it and I felt so guilty and awful I can guarantee you there are 20 more to follow they'll all come in and then they'll all come out <laughs> but also have you asked Thalia Thalia do you remember, do you remember when I wasn't I there your first tooth when you were nine months old <laughs> mom I'm traumatized from that I well, will need you know therapy what? and it gets it's hard like I remember when I missed my daughter's first performance at school I mean because yeah. I have been That's hard. you know their dad travels for work and so I'm generally the one who's home and so I've been at everything and I had to miss it for uh-huh. my own work and I was devastated and then you know what <laughs> she doesn't even remember it You know what? That's another really good point about how to get through this, which is prioritizing. And so sometimes, you know what? You can miss the well visit because it was more important for you to be at some important meeting that's supporting your family. Yeah. And also, it's okay to leave the dishes in the sink or not take a shower one day or, you know, put your kid in the same socks two days in a row. Like, I think sometimes we got hung up. (laughs) Oh, please. Not that I know anything about that. Try like every day for a week. I mean, they're not walking on socks. Can we just say that right now? Look, babies aren't walking on their socks. How do they get dirty? I think prioritizing is really, really important. You know, another one we mentioned already, but Mm -hmm. please get help if you feel like you have postpartum depression, Mm -hmm. Um, because it might be that you need medication. It might mean that you need to see a therapist. Or, you know what? You don't even have to call it postpartum depression. Like, yeah. if you're just feeling like you can't handle stuff yeah. or you're having the worst day ever, like, just and there are people there to help. I got a, a huge hormone crash when I was weaning. 
Oh, so, that's you know, common. it doesn't just happen in those early months or even years. It can happen a lot later. But my favorite tip of all is yeah. the final tip. Don't look at other moms. Don't compare yourself. Don't, Don't look at the genetically gifted. Yes. There was a woman in my music class when I was attending with my baby. She was super thin and it looked like she had a watermelon under her uh-huh. shirt. And I was never that person. I gained 50 pounds and I was running in, in shape. Whatever. The next week she came in. She mm-hmm. looked like a completely normal person who had just stolen a baby. Like, oh God, <laughs> she was just like, like you <laughs> borrowed it, didn't you? Uh, and I was like, ugh. And I couldn't. I was. I mean, I think. Did it, you get obsessed with it? I did. Like, I kept looking at her. She probably thought like I wanted to go out with her. Because <laughs> I kept looking over at her because I just couldn't figure it out. And I like, I just want your <laughs> rear end. <laughs> I know. And so I think we just keep your blinders on. Like, this is you are not comparing yourself to anybody else but your own self. It does get better. It gets better, moms and dads. So we want to hear from you. We want to hear your crazy stories. Or do you feel like it doesn't get better? Do you not think it gets easier as your kids go Oh, older? I know there are a lot of people with strong opinions out yeah. there who really think that, you know, it gets harder and harder. So we maybe would... we're just not newborn people. Yeah. <laughs> so please email us, spawned at coolmompics.com. You can tweet us at coolmompics. Use the hashtag spawnshow or visit our Facebook page. We would love to hear from you. Okay, so you know what time it is, Liz. <gasps> Do you? It's Do you? It's time for Cool Picks of the Week. My Cool Pick of the Week yes. was actually featured on our site, Cool Mom Eats. I hope you guys have checked that out. There's it's awesome. really great I'm stuff. biased, but it's still awesome. Yeah, it is still awesome. And it's Parker's Crazy Cookies. These are custom cookies based on a photo of a person. And they really look like they a person. They look exactly like this a person. This is the best pick. I know that some people think it's a little weird, like you're eating a person, but... <laughs> They're they're really cool. They're really cool. They really are great. And I can think of so many things, right? Like retirement parties or birthday parties or whatever it is. I mean, they're pricey, but they're not like... You have to check out this link. They're not super pricey. So anyway, it's Parker's Crazy Cookies. We'll put the link on our podcast page on Cool Mom Picks. If you want like a really cool gift or a fun party favor, you have to see these. Yes. All right, Liz, you're up. I'm also in food land these days, I guess. So my pick is, it's not brand new, but it's the Zoku Popsicle Maker. I love it's the best it's, it's the, the best. best thing you guys I know <laughs> that there's like the old school frugal Pinterest like pour orange juice in a Dixie cup and stick a popsicle stick in it which works that's it's, fine yeah but this is like magic it is like magic. if you need something to kill time with your kids on a hot day I love this thing so what's cool about it is you keep this like uh device this popsicle maker from Zoku you keep it in the freezer and then you pull it out and it's like insulated with some special metal or whatever inside magical things it's magical <laughs> and you and you pour whatever you want in it you can use like lemonade you can use fruit juices you can do yogurts and ice creams and stuff whatever you want and you put it in and it instantly freezes it it's amazing so you don't have to wait like overnight or three hours you can say to the kids who wants a popsicle and make one now god forbid you have to wait for no, a popsicle we live in an ADD <laughs> world there will be no waiting for popsicles anyway you can like add all kinds of stuff they have great recipes on the site they even have these cool little tools and attachments to help you make like multi-colors and oh some of them crazy. are crazy like I've been on Pinterest to see what people have made like emoji popsicles and oh and awesome. like layers and my favorite of course mm-hmm. the adult popsicles Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, are not shaped thing. oddly. Should I clarify that? <laughs> I don't need, I'm going to pretend I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. But they're delicious. The R-rated popsicles. The R-rated popsicles. Yes. No, I'm, I'm talking about the, the G-rated popsicles. Whatever you do with them on your own time, though, 
We don't judge. No, do, but R-rated, I just mean like there's booze. Oh, I thought you meant like they're shaped like, no! you know, bachelorette oh, party stuff. Do you think I am, That's a Liz. popsicle shape. <laughs> you could see where I would go no, there. No, there's like gin and cucumber popsicles. Like oh. for adults. So you could be like cool at your party that you're having. It could also be shaped like a bachelorette party tool. Again, I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Anyway, we'll put the link to the Zoku up on How our page. How do we go from popsicles to like phallic I don't know. Because anyway, it's you and me, and it's Spawned with Kristen and Liz. And we are sober right yep, now. And we are. We did have the idea of doing Spawned after dark, by the way. Let us know if you think that's a good idea. We thought we could have, like, just a glass of wine and see what happens. Or four. <laughs> yeah. So let us know if you think that would be a good idea. And hey, if you've got cool pics that let you want to share with us, yeah, we love getting those. You can email us spawned at coolmompics.com. Tweet us at coolmompics. Use the hashtag spawn show or check us out on email. And let us know your adult popsicle recipes. <laughs> Clearly, Kristen would like to hear them. Well, that's it for another episode of Spawned with Kristen and Liz. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. It was our, really fun. Yeah. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. And thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Yay, Laura and Andy. And we would love to know what you think about the show. We have to say we really appreciate when you guys leave us a review, leave us a rating. Of mm-hmm. course, we love nice things in five stars, but it really helps us know, like, okay, maybe we should keep doing this the way we're doing it, or maybe we should change this. So, you know, let us know. You can tweet us at Cool Mom Picks, find us on Facebook at Cool Mom Picks, and also remember, we're going to Periscope. So please, please, please put that on your phone. You can catch us live after we record our podcast every week. And if you like the show, we would love it if you told a friend. So you can be the one who sounds really smart, like I know cool podcasts. <laughs> and you can subscribe to Spawn on iTunes, Stitcher, your favorite podcast app, so you don't miss an episode because you know the one that you miss will be the best one. Thanks for listening to Spawn. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>